dinosaurs. Hey, you like Pez? It looks like that has Heaney from the boundary line. He's an expert at these. Hello and welcome to Behind the Boundary Podcast. I'm your host, Des, and you are here for our pre-finals show where we are going to be talking about our best slip for the whole finals. We're going to do some futures and we're going to be talking about Port Adelaide versus Geelong. We're also doing a show tomorrow where we will talk about the other finals because, of course, on Behind the Boundary, we want to have the most up-to-date information as we can. How are you, Saul? Yeah, good, Pez. Uh, a lot better than uh, the sounds of you, mate. You, uh, you're sounding a little bit muffled today. Today is your moving day, of course, Pez. Uh, you put on your big boy pants. All the winnings from the pod have gone towards buying a nice little property, a nice little house. Well done, Pez. Yeah, um, so the internet's not connected or anything yet, so I am over the phone on a, on a Bluetooth <laughs> connection uh, with your thing in uh, this coronavirus time, but uh, we'll try and get through it, I guess. Yeah, we most definitely will push on and get through it, Pez. Very excited for tonight's show because we are reviewing uh, My Cats versus Port Adelaide. We are getting into the futures for the, the final series, as we've said. And uh, just give you a little hot tip, Pez. I've gone a little bit cheeky with some of those uh, some of those future bets um, because I think that's the best way to approach it. Oh, you're kidding because I think I've gone a bit cheekier. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see, Pez. Uh, it, it's, it's not called the cheeky punt show for no uh, for no, not a, a good reason, Pez, is it? Well, that's it, the cheeky punt show, and uh, the listeners are ready to go and ready to hear some of our talk about the finals. But you did mention uh, the final tonight, so what we might do is if we go into the bet slip source, we'll go through the specials for the for all the listeners out there, and then we might get straight into it. Sounds good, Pez. Let's go. The fact that the size of the bets was relatively small. Now Bex with an opportunity about 50 metres out. I was with a mate and um, we were getting, getting sort of ready to leave and he, he said, um, I think I'm going to whack 10 on, on Maxi, do you want do you want some as well? And I, I said, oh yes, yes, yes. Pez, if that doesn't get you pumped up for finals football, I don't know what is going to. Oh, yeah, it has to. It has to be the best thing now. Um, so before we do get into the specials, talking about finals, I am a little bit disappointed because uh, having that week off, uh, it, it kind of it was a bit of a downer on it. I think. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it sort of um, it sort of took away from that build up uh, that you normally sort of get. Um, it's really hard when um, there's so many restrictions in place of coronavirus. Normally, you've got a whole lot of movements in terms of you know trade, not trades, but like delistings and player news. And but because of the the social bubble and the you know the um, coronavirus hubs that they've been in, a lot of clubs I think as soon as they're finished, they've just gone. You know what, guys, have a couple of weeks to yourself. Uh, and they've really been uh, no no big news, which means the the finals haven't been a, a big build up. No, it's um, yeah, it is super disappointing. Like um, I was watching obviously Totally Wild last weekend uh, when we had that, but not not to have the footy on and to just have a week off. Like it's great for the clubs and the clubs are all for it because they get to recover and things like that. But I, I don't think it's good for those teams that finish in the top four and win this week's source. Yeah, you're playing, you know, one one game in or two what two games in uh, four weeks. 
if if you win tonight, so tonight or tomorrow night in the you know the qualifying finals, so it, it's probably not good in terms of consistency. But if your team is good enough to win at the first week, then you should be able to maintain and back it up in in a fortnight's time. But you are correct; it does give an advantage, as we've seen in, in the past. Those teams that do sort of get on a bit of a roll, and you know the Western Bulldogs, you know, famously in 2016, being able to to build up a, a final series and come from from wherever they came from. But the teams more likely are playing those four games generally do burn out as well. So it's a double-edged sword, Pez. Um, you know, you can make a case for either way. You, you can, but I, I really loved it when the team, you know, finished top two. They were able to rest their players um, the week before in, in round 22 or round 23, you know, um, and not get fined for it or anything like that like they do these days. And then they go into their first final, big hit out, and then earn their week off. And all other teams have had to play every single week and have had to play their best players because they're not up the top of the ladder. So... I think that gave them a really big advantage. So the teams at the top, I think, have a lesser advantage now, but it's all different with this uh, COVID-19 because 2020, it's going to be a weird premiership. Especially with, um, as you said, the coronavirus, you know, making sure that we, we're using hubs. I mean, for, for all um, purposes, the week off wasn't for the, the hub purposes. It was for the, the tradition that they're sort of fa- um, starting to create with that week off before finals. And I totally agree. I think if you finish in the top four, you've earned the right through your general play of the season and, and you know, putting, saluting yourself uh, throughout the season as one of the top teams, earning your top spot, earning your, you know, your, not only the chance to a double chance and second chance and, and you know, a really short uh, pathway to the grand final. But I think you've earned the right for around 22 or 23 or whatever it is to be able to rest your players. Like the team is battling for eighth Everyone's going in fresh, which means that the football should be better. But realistically, it gives teams that are just scraping in that extra um, chance to, to, you know, to, to rest um, because they've spent the last month, you know, look at uh, the teams that just made it. So like St Kilda and the Doggies, um, they've really, really been pushing the last month to make sure that they make finals. And they come into a final series and, and a, you know, elimination final fresh and ready. And it's, it's, it's not, not as fair to some of those other teams that have earned the, the right to rest their players. And, and look at the biggest example of it is the West Coast Eagles. They've been decimated by injury. Their whole midfield's been injured. They're not going to get Elliot Yo back, but it's looking like they're going to get a few back, and we'll find out tomorrow about 6.25 when the teams do come out. And if they didn't have that week off, they wouldn't have got some of these players back. So they're, they're going to be nearly up, fit and firing, ready to go to take on Collingwood. And if they played them last week, if there was no break, they wouldn't have been, and Collingwood probably would have had a really, uh, or a much better chance to beat them. Yeah, and again, like whilst we want the best teams in the finals, West Coast finishing fifth, obviously, they didn't finish top four, and they 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 had a shocking earlier the season, so that they didn't earn that right to be able to rest the players. And if you know you struggle through to make fifth, and you have some players injured, tough luck in my in my books. I think if you're going to have a week off, they should have a week off before the grand final, so the two best teams, like they do in the NFL, can get all the players uh, healthy and ready, and the best opportunity. At um, you know having having the best output output of uh, of actual skill of football, and as we've said in the past, you know you, you could even do maybe the awards that week because they are really determined on doing the awards before the the grand final. So then you do the whole week of awards. You make a whole festival of footy for the week. Enjoy the Friday, the, the Saturday, the Sunday. Bang into the grand final. You're loving life. Yeah, I, I don't like where the as as all the listeners know. I don't like where the brand is situated at the moment. You've got. Prelim final on a Friday night, prelim final on a Saturday night. You got the Sunday, and then you got Brownlow on a Monday. I think it's, and then you got Grand Final week. Obviously, I think it's too much. I think the Brownlow should have already been done in the week off, um, and that award. But there's ideas flying around everywhere. We're sure people listen to this podcast anyway and uh, uh, steal a couple of them. So we'll see about that. But uh, let's 
tell the listeners about the specials this week. Sinner takes a special and goes bang. Jeez, you can tell it's finals footy, can't you, Thorst? Because we're pretty excited just to just to talk footy. Uh, but the specials this week, we've got sports bet. Uh, Thursday and Friday, we've got three-plus league game, game multis. We've got Port Adelaide versus Geelong and Brisbane versus Richmond. I imagine they'll bring out that for the Saturday games as well. They haven't done it yet, but keep an eye out for that. Ladbrokes have the $2 line for the first week of finals, and they've also got the three-plus league same game multi for all finals games. Uh, Neds obviously have exactly the same, uh, same company, different colour. Bet365 have AFL early payout and the footy multi-bet offer. Tab has AFL finals, same game multi, uh, three-plus legs, all games. And they've got win by 12-plus, double your winning in week one, up to $50 in bonus bets. All finals in points bet, leave at halftime and you win. So if you're going to put a head-to-head bet on and you do get points bet specials, I'd head over to them because if you lead at halftime, it's paid out and you win. Uh, and then you'll probably get banned. And then they've got four specials, one for every game where they mix the players together. So we're going to tweet that out at Behind the Bound. So if you want to see all the specials in one spot, that's where you go. Yeah, um, make sure you're very careful when you're betting uh, the uh, promotions for points bet. As we know that uh, if you do win a couple, you do get the ban and get the. Uh, I actually went on to points bet today, Pez, just to see if I could uh, see if they'd forgotten about my ban and see if that. I can't even tap in the promotions thing, so I tap in the promotions thing and then I click on, for example, there was one of them saying, you know, Dangerfield to kick a goal or whatever as part of their promotion. I click on it and it doesn't even allow me to put any uh, money down. Definitely banned from promotion. So the up you up, oh. up yours still to a points bet. <laughs> You know what? I respect PointsBet for doing that because that's um, absolutely wonderful because if I go on to um, SportsBet, for example, um, I'm banned from their promotion, I can still click on the promotions and see the promotions that everyone else is getting. I can still see that. But with me, um, I prefer not to be able to see it because when I click on my little uh, account tab, power, it just teases me. Power plays, zero. Bonus bets, uh, zero. Special, <laughs> zero. Yeah, well, I've still got 50 in my points, but I can't make that I'm refusing to use just on principle. <laughs> uh, and I, and I'm just probably, withdraw it and delete the app, mate. No, because it won't let me bet on anything. Because points bet, as you said, have that special where you're leading up at, at half-time, right? And they pay out. You can't actually bet on I that game. You can't actually bet on that game. Like, it's ridiculous. And, and it's like that's how ridiculous that the system is. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's really struggling. That's not good at all, is it? No, not at all. But let's let's get into the, the main events, the, the Thursday night game, pairs. Finals football, super excited about this game, obviously, because it is my Geelong Cats. Feeling a little nervous here, two, hour, two and a half hours out from kickoff. We have got the first finishing Port Adelaide um, power playing Geelong. $1.71 favourites, Port Adelaide. The line is five and a half. Geelong outsiders at 2.15, plus five and a half, obviously. Pez, what do you, what do you see happening in this one? Well, this this is a really intriguing game for me because last time Geelong really really took its Port Adelaide. Tom Hawkins on Tom Cleary, um, kicked, what he kicked six that night. So, yep, six um, six goals, one by sixty. And absolutely towered across him. Um, but we've got Ryan Burton, Zach Butters, and Tom Cleary coming in. So it's interesting that Tom Cleary's coming in after getting six goals kicked on him last time against Geelong. Um, Riley Bonner, Jared Lena who is omitted. I actually don't mind him um, off the half-back line for Port Adelaide. He's a decent kick. And Boyd Woodcock. Tom Atkins and Reece Stanley come in. And Radagalia and Jack Stevens have been omitted as well. So we've got a couple of omissions there. But um, very interesting in terms of Port Adelaide. I think they've really played their grand final. And their grand final was the last round where they had to win to finish top of the ladder against um, Collingwood there. So 
they've, they've um, made a big deal about being minor premiums from the start to the finish. First time since Essendon did it in the year 2000. Geelong have just done their business, done what they needed to do. They finished in the top four, which is what they needed to do, and um, they're ready to go. They've got the, the big time players. I think they can they can do it. There's one weakness is in um, the ruck because I think that if they had someone like Todd Goldstein this year, which North Melbourne should have started their rebuild earlier, um, they'd be fit and firing and favourites for the premiership. But I think um, they should get Todd Goldstein next year, but that's another story because we're talking about the finals tonight, aren't we, so. Yeah, most definitely. Every, every year it seems to be Geelong's backbone that really, you know, that, that thing that can definitely underpin a great season is their ruck. Uh, they're coming up against a pretty pretty decent sort of ruck and a, and a midfield in Port Adelaide. Um, and I'm glad that, you know, Scott's brought in Reece Stanley for this one. Um, you know, I agree with what you're saying there that Port Adelaide have definitely not, I don't know if it's played their grand final, but they've definitely been pushing to finish first, um, you know, out to prove everyone wrong. And I think that was the wrong mentality to go about it. We see teams quite often who go out to prove things and finish meaningless. They they waste themselves before. It was very obvious in Geelong's last game um, against Sydney that they were in cruise control for most of the game and they, you know, they escaped with it with a win. But you did exactly what they said. You know, they, they need to win those games. They just got through. For, for me, it's time for Geelong to get this, you know, bullshit monkey off their back coming into it off, off on a buy and that first week of finals. Like, you know, since Chris Scott's been there, uh, he's got a record of 4-11 and 11 in finals since 2012, which, which is really, really disappointing considering many of those times we've finished in the top four and, you know, we should be winning that first week. We haven't won the first week of finals dating back to um, when we played Hawthorne, I think it was four or five years ago. Um, you know, probably, actually, probably even longer. So it's it's something that we need to get done. We have been the informed see, informed team probably coming into finals. You know, won seven of our past eight matches. Port Adelaide have sort of shown a little bit of um, exposure, and they've got some some um, places in their game that we can definitely capitalise on. But I really like Geelong tonight, and I think that um, playing at Adelaide Oval is a similar sort of ground to, to what we've played in before. We've got a really decent record there. You know, I think we've won, uh, I think it's five of the last six um, dating back to, I think it was 2015. I, I could be wrong on that stat, but we've got a good record over there. I, I like the Cats in this one, Pez. Yeah, I, I don't mind the Cats, and a lot of Cats supporters on Twitter, so I've noticed, uh, like the Cats, but are also nervous at the same time. Are you nervous at all? Uh, super nervous, Pez. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know about you, Pez, but like when you wake up, like last week when they had that big St Kilda game where you needed to win to make finals, did you feel nervous throughout that whole day leading up into the game? I've just got this weird nervous feeling that I'm like, I just want to start the game so I can just, you know, relax and, and not even relax, but I can just make sure it getting done because I feel like leading you're, up into it, I'm super nervous. I've got, it's out of my control. Mate, you're talking about the same feeling I had, not even through final game, St Kilda versus Melbourne. Remember I was telling you all day, I was like, yeah. I don't have a feeling about this game. Yep. And uh, then, we, then we lost it there. So. Um, it's not good. I'm always nervous when we're watching my side because you you bleed your side and you really want them to win. Um, I do agree with you that I think Geelong can win. I think they are the better side. I think Charlie Dixon uh, really needs to stand up, but I think it's too easy for the the opposition to go around um, Charlie Dixon and double team and triple team him, and others aren't standing up enough. Whereas Tom Hawkins, he, he doesn't mind not being in the man. He can. You know, take people out to the boundary line, or he can get the contest to ground. He doesn't care if he doesn't kick a goal, as long as his team wins. And that's probably the best uh, thing about him at the moment. He's in his best fit and firing form, and just going about it really well. So, whoever wins this game is probably in the box seat 
to have a crack at the grand final. So it, it's a really important game. Yeah, for for me as a Geelong supporter, we must win this game. I think Richmond win you know win tomorrow night. So at all costs, you need to stay on the opposite side uh, f- of Richmond's draw. Losing tonight and putting yourself in the prime position to to maybe you know, have to go through Richmond for a grand final. I don't think that's how you win the premiership this year. I feel like any if you want to win the premiership this year, you need to stay away from Richmond in that you know that qualifying final. Um, but but unless, I, unless you've got Mason Cox in your team. Look, realistically, that was it's, you know you play that game ten other times that same game, right? And Richmond win the other nine. Uh, so yeah, it, like it's one of those things where you know Mason Cox had the it was about time. It took him what three years to decide how to play football, and and you know Richmond didn't plan for it. How could you? Um, but that they won't make that same mistake uh, again. I couldn't imagine for a while. <laughs> no, and he's not going to do anything like that again. You would you would think after watching him. Um, he, he's a bit arrogant like that at the American club thing when he, um, he kicked a goal he went on the run took a bounce and he kicked the goal and um, put their finger in the in the other guy and said have a look at that have a look at how good I am mate when you kick about eight goals in a season I wouldn't be doing that if I were you yeah, you keep the fig jam to yourself when you're not a not an established player and you haven't got the record to support it. But hey, you know he's done some. He did something that uh, most of us couldn't predict him to do. So you know, well done to him for doing it. But uh, you know, for me, I think Geelong need to win this game. Whoever wins this this game, realistically, as you said, are in the box seat. I do think it comes down big to the forwards. I totally agree with what you said about Hawkins. And when Hawkins is taken out of the game in terms of kicking goals, he becomes so much more of a facilitator. He leads the league in score assists. And I think that, you know, that, that's going to be a real hassle for Port Adelaide. We know that Charlie Dixon, yeah. when he is, you know, kept out of a game, he becomes frustrated and he starts to really, you know, try to, in, in, you know, sort of um, impose himself on a game. But realistically, he doesn't know how to do that outside of kicking goals. So that's where, you know, I really like... on him, mate? Sorry? Who plays on Dixon? I mean, we talked about this last last time. Not really sure. I mean, you've, you've, we've got a decent sort of backline. I think Harry Taylor played with played on him last time. Uh, you've also got uh, Jack Henry that can play on him. Uh, I think that they'll sort of tag team it. Probably Taylor will spend majority of the time with him. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he's, he's a, they're both probably the two strongest players um, in the competition in Hawkins and Dixon down either end. So I am looking forward to it tonight. It's finals. It's probably not going to be a shootout either. You've got to have that really tough footy. I think Dangerfield is a big factor, though, because you can swing him anywhere. But Chris Scott, if you play like you did against Sydney in the first half, you're not going to be able to come back against this Port Adelaide side. So um, if you need to make moves earlier, you've got to make some moves a bit earlier, not put Dangerfield... Uh, at the end of the third quarter in the forward line to try and win it again. Yeah, and most definitely. That is one of the most crucial things that um, that, that is going to be pivotal to, to Geelong actually winning this game, Pez. Uh, I think it was 2016. We came up against Adelaide at Adelaide, and for whatever reason, we started Patrick Dangerfield up forward. We got blown out in the first quarter, and we were playing catch-up. We must get the matchups right, right from the start. Yes, he played well last week, kicking all those goals, Put him in the midfield. Put him up there with Selwood. Let them, you know, we've got our, our strength is our elite midfield, and those big game players. Put them around the ball. Let us dominate the the, the the ball early, and then if we need to get a bit of a spark, you know, later in the game, then swing him up forward. I, I hate when we start him up forward, because for, for, as you're an opposition team, that's a win for me. You're one of the best midfielders in the game, and he's starting down forward. That's an absolute win. Yep, you just put someone on him and you can play him for him right from the start of the game. If you do it mid-quarter or, you know, 30, 30% through a quarter and you just swing him up forward, it's, it's harder to adjust for the opposition coach and the opposition coaching staff. So 
I think, yeah, you have to start him in the midfield. You start your strongest midfield there and you just go hammer and tongs from the start. It's going to be physical. It's going to be tough. It's going to be amazing. And we're going to bet on the game, so. Yeah, we are going to have a bet. I feel like we're just going to – I feel like I could talk about it. It's actually made me a little bit uh, relaxed, Bears. I feel a bit more comfortable talking about it. Not as nervous, but we do have to lay some bets in this. For the final series, we do have um, the option of betting on one every game. Um, obviously, we still are trying to um, uh, stay away from that uh, 200, going over that 200, which quite often we normally don't. There is the option for the cheeky if you want. The cheeky can be used as an additional bet within a game if we want. Um, and that's about it, Pez. Yeah, that's it. And uh, the most exciting thing about this first bet is it's uh, pre-finals. So we're going to put some uh, futures as well, which we're going to speak about on this show. So this show, as we said in the intro, we'll have a versus your long bet, plus some futures bets, uh, a multi if you've got it already, or you might put your multi out tomorrow. We're, we're going to do a show tomorrow and we've got more information about the other three games. And we're going to talk footy because I reckon we could do an hour and a half show for each game because we just love talking footy. <laughs> uh, most definitely, Pez. I actually said to you after our last two shows, the recordings, both times, it sounded like a like a, a broken record. I'm like, I actually really missed just talking football. I felt like with all the rush of the coronavirus, it was nonstop, bang, 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 had to get the show done, got to get the show out. But actually talking footy, and, you know, it's it's what I miss the most about sitting at the pub with a froth because that's where you talk footy. That's where you have those big debates. So I, I agree. I love talking footy. I can't wait to get into those games tomorrow. But let's focus on the big one and the premiership favourite uh, just there, Pez, uh, Geelong versus Port Adelaide. That's it. So Port Adelaide versus Geelong, really massive <laughs> question. I've taken advantage of Sportsbet's uh, uh, special, the, the three games, same game multi-special source. I'll put Geelong in there as uh, head-to-head. I think Geelong can get the win tonight. Cam Guthrie, who's been uh, one of my favourite players to watch this year to get 20 or more disposals, and Tom Hawkins to kick a goal. Surely he can kick at least one. He kicked six last time. That's three legs, $3.30 that hits me. And, of course, I'm going to chuck the max on it because there's only four games. Yeah, love that bet, Pez, because I've done something very similar, as you, as you heard from. It may be a little bit of a bias, bias. I might be betting with my heart here, but I do think the numbers stack up towards Geelong. So I've chucked in, uh, them in my multi, you know, I think it was $2.15 or $2.20. I've also gone Tommy Stewart to get 15 or more disposals. Um, you know, they have been really using him well throughout the season. He's normally a lock for 15. And I've gone with a little bit of outside of value, uh, Joel Selwood to get 15. Now, he's been um, getting that recently. He has been in and out of form, but it's finals, and this is where he actually shows he's one of the best captains in the lead. He leads from the fr- leads from the front. For him to get fifteen was paying a dollar fifty, and I've chucked that in there. Money for VBs pairs. Chuck the max on it three seventy five. So very excited for that bet. So you got a three seventy five one. I've got a three dollar thirty one. Really excited about that. What we'll do is we'll get these bets out before the start of the bounce uh, on Twitter. This plus our future bets, and then we'll do the full bet flip tomorrow when we have uh, the rest of the game source. Yeah, most definitely. Um, I've also got a multi that I'm going to get out tonight, Pez, because I have got Geelong in my multi. Um, I had a bonus bet from my last round, uh, a $10 bonus bet, so I've put my multi down as uh, Geelong, St Kilda to win, and West Coast to win. Just three legs, no um, bonus back or you know whatever, $6.42. Talk about being nervous, mate, finishing sixth, planning into the seventh. Uh, Bulldogs being nervous about that game. I'm not going to speak about it now because we're going to be here until the start of the bounce. So I'll speak about that game tomorrow, but yeah. Very nervous times playing against the informed Bulldogs there. Um, what we will do is we'll get into our future bets. So both of our future bets will involve uh, most goals. It's a little bit of fun now. And most disposals. Now, I would um, suggest to the listeners, this is just for a bit of fun for the finals. It's not to, we're not trying to make money on this. Um, we're just doing it. It's a 
kind of a cheeky bet, just to throw it down there, a little bit more interest and a little bit of fun. So it's not not so much the serious type, I would say, for yeah, most definitely. It's one of those things where you can't really decide. Like you're, you're talking about potentially three weeks or four weeks in, in the, into the future. You can't actually see that. You can't predict that. You don't know who's playing who and what the matchups are. So you're just looking for a little bit of value. It's a little bit of cheeky fun, similar to our cheeky rule where we put down 10. We're not betting a big stake here, but if it gets up and it's nice to keep some interest within um, games, you know, f- throughout the season. Um, and it's always fun grand final day when you're sitting there trying to add up who actually is winning the most goals and who's winning the most disposals. Uh, and obviously the future ones, it's good to sort of uh, have a bit of a punt, uh, you know, when you're, when you're four weeks out. Yeah, and the thing with the most goals and the most disposals, if you're, if you're a team that's going to make the grand final and you're going to win the first week and win the second week and then you play in the grand final, you play three games. But if you're going to come from the bottom four source and play in the grand final, you're going to play four games. So you've, you've probably got a better chance to win the most goals and the most disposals. So those are the type of things you've got to think about. And that's why these ones aren't money makers for the punters. I think they're money makers for sports bets, to be honest. Oh, yeah, and you look at some of the odds. I mean, I think the, the clear favourite for, for most disposals was Lockie Neal. I think it was like $3.50 or something. Like two two fifty, I saw that earlier. Two fifty, like how, like he, he could be out in straight sets. He's only played two games. Like um, that's like, not value at all. Not, like no, yes, no, he no. might get thirty. He, he could get forty in both of those games, yeah, and he's still not going to win most disposals. Well, you look at it last year. The person who won most disposals was Tim Taranto because they played uh, four games and he had one hundred and eleven disposals. The next best was Tim Kelly, who played three games. Right, neither of those teams yep. you would have picked for. Uh, you know, they were ne- they weren't not the top two teams going out through the year. You wouldn't have picked them. For most disposals, they probably would have had Lockie Neal again. I think he finished with, uh, I think it was 77 he finished with. He's <laughs> 77 yeah, two, two games, two games they went out and straight sets. Yeah. I'll tell you, if you're Brisbane, we, we get to speak about them tomorrow results off, but you would not want to go out in straight sets and lose four finals in a row. No, most definitely. Well, it sounds like we're, we're going to start with most disposals, Pez. How, who's your bet for most disposals? You know what? I'll, I've had to go someone from the bottom four sides and, and thinking that they're going to get a lot of players back and they could beat Collingwood. Uh, and then they could win the next game against hopefully Port Adelaide, if I'm right about my Geelong bet. Um, so West Coast away is, is, is pretty tough, but I thought if they can win two games and then go for a third and play in a prelim final and possibly win that, Andrew Gaffett's $15 is, is a little bit cheaper for mine, and I've just chucked a cheeky cent on it. And uh, uh, yeah, Andrew Gaff, most disposals, 15 bucks. Yeah, I don't mind that one at all, uh, Pez, uh, because obviously we just spoke about the, our theories behind it. I, I've gone the same sort of path. Um, I think that, as you said, Geelong win today, which means Port Adelaide lose. I've gone with Travis Boak because I think that they lose today, they win next week, they win the week after. That's at least three weeks, you know, and they, they give themselves a decent shot against Richmond. You know, we've seen Richmond shit the bed before. It's a possibility they could get four games. Uh, I've put 10 on him at eight bucks. Eight bucks, yeah, a bit of value there, like, you know. You're not going to touch Lockie Neal at 250. Yeah, and if they make the grand final and play three games, he probably wins it. But yeah, if it's not, it's can not you worth trust it. Brisbane to do that? <laughs> it's not, I, I'm not sure. So. It's not worth the punt, realistically. Uh, I, I really like that. I can't I can't go against it. I can't say stay for it because, as I said, this is a money maker for the betting agencies. But um, that's a cheeky punt show here. That's what we're going to be doing. So the other one is, uh, is the most goals in the finals. So very interesting, this one. Yeah, I've gone very cheeky with this one, Pez, and uh, I think that uh, finals really bring out the best in players, and looking back on the last couple of years, one of the standouts for, for players in the finals has been Dustin Martin. I've gone with Dustin Martin, most goals. He actually won it last year, 19 bucks. 
I think that uh, tomorrow there's a real chance that that game blows out, and and also if they um, you know, if they get into a grand final in the week before, there's potential for him to average three goals a game. Big forwards generally don't win this one, uh, so him at nineteen bucks for me, I think, is absolute value. I'm, I'm glad you said that. Not about the Dustin Martin, but about the big forward. Now, the big forward, even though you need a big forward at your club, and they're the most sought after, like Jeremy Cummins, you've got uh, Tom Hawkins, Charlie Dixon, they don't usually perform in finals because they get shut down mm-hmm. and it's, it's low scoring. So it's very interesting how you build a team to try and win a grand final. Um, what I've done is I've gone, I've, I've actually gone a big forward and I've gone for a big forward to break out. And this is extremely cheeky, the most cheeky thing that's ever happened. I wouldn't recommend anyone following it because <laughs> they'll probably be out in the first week. <laughs> but what I've done is my man, and you know my man. I knew that Max was coming, Pez. I knew it was coming. <laughs> <laughs> He's paying 201 bucks to get the most goals. He, he could kick eight against the Bulldogs on the weekend and uh, be, in, be in good stead. <laughs> he possibly could. Uh, we know that the Bulldogs struggle against tall forwards, so that, that's a decent sort of better. It is extremely cheeky, and I'm sure sports better really appreciate your donation, mate. <laughs> yeah, they, they'll appreciate my $10 bet, and hopefully... They'll say they'll give me an email and say, "Hey, you keep betting like that, we'll let you have promotions again." <laughs> yeah, probably not though. Probably not. If you're only betting ten dollars, if you chucked a hundred on it, maybe they might get it back. Maybe I would. So this is where this is where it's interesting. Interesting source. I, I really like the, the part where we don't um, discuss each other's best and we hear it for the first time here. But we knew we were doing most goals. We knew we were doing most disposals. But the other two bets are up for us to do whatever we want to do. But so, what are, what are your other bets for the um, final? My other bets, um, I'm going to tell, tell you both of them because so, they sort of connect into it. Um, I, I like betting on the Premiership and I also like betting um, before uh, any big sort of sporting tournament or final series. I always do the bracket. You've got to love a good bracket. And uh, if everything pans out the way that I think it is, I've gone the exacta, the AFL exacta, which is the two teams cool. and um, who you know who's obviously going to play in the grand final and also where they finish. So, you know, they have to... The home, you know, Rich, I've gone Richmond and Geelong at nine bucks, and I've put ten on that. Um, so if it all goes the way that um, I think it does, Richmond will win their game, Geelong will win their game, and then Geelong and Richmond win the second game, uh, and that will mean Richmond will be the home team. Now, if Richmond lose that game and Geelong lose that game, well, then my bet's done because there's no chance that Richmond can finish as the home team. Oh. Yeah, because there's an exacta and there's a Quinella. So I've gone the exacta. So I need to have Richmond and Geelong both, uh, you know, Richmond win uh, win their final to, to finish. Um, oh, actually, no, that, that no, is that wrong? No, that's right. I've, I've, done, I've done it right. I've done it right. Yeah, I've done it right. So Geelong, Ge- Geelong finishing second, Richmond finishing top. Yeah, that's fine. Yep, Richmond is the home team. Nine bucks on that. So Richmond have to win the grand final, but. Yes. Oh no, no, no. They just have to. They just have to enter the game um, as the first team, as the home team. Oh mate, you. Oh, I reckon you're confusing everyone out here. But um, they're playing nine bucks. If you win tonight, win tomorrow, Geelong and Richmond, you're probably in the box seat to to get that. And you said the other one connects to it. Yeah, the other one connects to it because I've actually got uh, Geelong. As I said, I think they've got a really great road to the grand final if they can win tonight and avoid Richmond until the grand final. Why not chuck a cheeky 10 on uh, them at six bucks to win the premiership? And I think over the last probably 10 weeks... <laughs> no, I knew that was coming. Hey, over the last 10 weeks, we've been one of the most informed teams. We de- we demolished every team in the top eight except for Richmond. Uh, but as we said, on a grand final day, anything can happen. And if uh, if we made it that far, six bucks is absolute uh, great value, I think. I think um, looking at Geelong's team and their form, it's probably the, the best year for them to, to go for it. But... Um, 
be honest, or I agree with all the Geelong supporters on Twitter who are really worried about their performances in past finals series. Yeah, most definitely, and that's the thing. Um, you know, I say this every year that it's it's paramount that we win. We need we, you know, in order for Chris Scott to survive, he needs to stop just just making finals. We need to make a grand final, and this has to be the year. It's it's definitely the last year for Ablett. It'd be probably very close last year for for um, Harry Taylor. There'd be a few other those senior players in there that are getting pretty close to the end of their career. Our window is open. Tomahawk's in the best form of his career. We've got a whole lot of different, um, you know, developing midfielders coming through with uh, Sam Menegola, obviously getting All-Australian for the wing. You've got a, a really dominating background. It's the best time for us to win, and I'm not going to go through it again. I already started rattling on, but, yeah, I, I think that it, our window is almost closed if we don't we don't make a grand final this year. Mate, I can hear the passion. I can tell this is finals footy. You guys are playing tonight. This is, this is big. You are, you guys are playing tonight. You can't go to the game, unfortunately, but you will be able to watch it on the TV and, and ready to go. So I can hear the passion in your voice. I'm very excited for you, but uh, let's go to catch tonight and see how we go from there. My two bets, horse. I've gone. I've gone a little uh, Brisbane Lions stage of elimination in the semi-final straight set, three seventy-five, which means they have to lose tomorrow night to Richmond, which is what you want to happen, and then they have to lose the next week to either the Bulldogs or St Kilda up at the Gabba. They probably have a home final there. So oh, it's a little bit cheeky because I'm just hoping St Kilda can beat the Bulldogs, Richmond beat the Lions, and then St Kilda can get over the Lions uh, when we lost by two points last time up there at the Gabba and make our way into a prelim final. That would be uh, ideal. Yeah, see, I don't understand that with sports bet. 250 for Lockie Neal to have most disposals in the finals, but 350 for them to go out in straight sets. Like that, the math doesn't work out there. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't seem to work out, does it? Like two fifty, like everyone's like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll jump on because what sports bet want to do? They want you to jump on Lockie Neal, and then they want Brisbane to lose. That's what that's what they want to happen. Like if Brisbane win them first week, that's that's still great for sports bet because they could lose the prelim very easily against one of the better teams. Yeah, most definitely. But I like then, then they play two games. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they—that's what they're cheering for. They're cheering for the, the money makers. They want someone that you know that the ten dollar mark to come, so they don't have to pay out one or two, uh, you know, punters and not not the, and collect everyone else's. Yeah, they'd be happy if Max King kicks the most goals as well, because they only have to pay out my ten dollars because <laughs> no one else is going to put any cents towards that. Yeah, um, yes, what, true. <laughs> my fourth bet is on the Garriers medal, and we know what the Garriers medal is—it's the best player of the whole final series. So. A little bit similar with how many games you play. You probably have to play at least three to win this Garriers medal. And it's probably going to be someone from the premiership team. So what I've done is I've just gone Dustin Martin at six bucks mm-hmm. because I think he has a massive influence on all games, uh, especially in the finals. Yeah, that's a that's a great pick. Um, uh, pretty sure he won it last year as well. He did the whole clean, clean sweep of it all. Uh, it, it generally is going to a team who has um, made the – like, yeah, he's won it twice. He's in 2017 and 2019 he's won it. So you say if they go through to uh, another, you know, another grand final, he's in really good stead to, uh, to win a third. That's it. And that's why I've gone that. We've got our four futures on. You've got your multi. We've both got our Geelong set as well. It's, uh, it's looking good and I'm excited. There's a couple of hours until the yeah, can't wait to get into it, mate. It's uh, about two hours before the game. <sighs> I, I need to <laughs> to do a couple of things before the footy. You can sit down with a froth and uh, cheer on those cats. Yeah, I wish, I, wish we could uh, get together a pub somewhere and, and watch it and, you know, I'd be able to help calm you down and give you a little bit of shit. You'd probably better support Adelaide if I was with you in person. But um, <laughs> not to be, we'll have to wait until at least 2021 to probably be able to do that, source. But um, uh, all the best. 
hopefully your cats win. Hopefully my Saints win on the weekend, but we will be back tomorrow to talk more for you. Yep, cannot wait, Pez. Uh, hopefully... It's not 2020. Hopefully, it's uh, hopefully it's not 2021. Hopefully, we can get together on a grand final day with some uh, some restrictions easing. Fingers crossed. Oh, fingers crossed that it, it keeps going that way in Melbourne. We are jealous of all the people and all our listeners that are in the other states in uh, Victoria, seeing them actually even rural uh, Victoria going to the pub and things like that, which is uh, something that we probably took for granted when we could when we could do that. Yeah, uh, no more times are you gonna are you gonna be turning me down on a Friday night where I'm like, hey mate, you want to go to the pub? Like, oh no, I'm talking. Nah, you took it for granted, Pez. You're out. With, you're out with me every weekend now. No, no more tiredness. It's gonna have to be. Uh, hey, you want to go to the pub? If I if I try and say no, just say, hey, what if what if a disease like coronavirus <laughs> comes back and the can't go for can't go for six months? That's the best argument. It's gonna be have. the best argument. Like, oh, that won't happen. Well, it did. It did. We we're locked up for six months. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into the footy. I've got to do a couple of things before the footy as well. Uh, I'm Pez. Peace out. I'm still Sauce. We'll catch up next time. And as always, guys, if you're having a punt, make sure you bet responsibly. Now you're gone.